Today's daf is daf Ayin Vav. Today's shiurs Le'ilu Nishmas Gilabat Yitzchak Yisrael Alevi. May her neshama have an aliyah and may her memory be a blessing. Um, yeah. So I have to just apologize in advance. I don't know. I was struggling. I think I was tired, but I was struggling. So I hope I hope what I say makes sense today. So we'll have to see how it goes. But yesterday we left off. Uh, we left off um, with Rob. We were discussing the Mishnah. The Mishnah seems to be based. Seems to be incongruent. At first we say. Um, the Mishnah started off with um, if a woman had mumin while she was in her father's house then the father has to bring proof that it's after Erusin. Remember, after Erusin, it means the husband and wife are already married. If a man and a woman are married and something happens to her that she now has a mum, they're still married. So what the father, so, so throughout the Mishnah, the father wants to prove that it happened after Erusin, or we'll see he wants to prove that the husband knew about it and was okay with it. Those are the two things that the either that the father has to prove. Obviously, if you can prove it's after Erusin, that's the strongest. The husband wants to prove that... It happened before Erosin. Now the Mishnah seemed to, on the one hand, give strength to her Chazaka. On the other hand, it seems to dismiss her Chazaka. What's her Chazaka? Is that she was born fine. And only at some later point in her life, that's a Chazaka to Gufa. Her, at some point, her, her Chazaka to Gufa is that she was born fine. At some point, some injury happened, some mum developed. So that's so, so the first clause in the Mishnah seems to be like Rabbi Yoshua, that we don't give credibility to her, um, to her chazaka, because we said that the father has to bring proof. Um, I ignoring, um, ignoring her chazaka. Whereas the Sefer comes along and says, her chazoka, sorry, her chazoka means chazoka du gufa. One of the types of, there are different types of chazoka, and that's the way this stuff gets very tricky, uh, at least for me it was. Um, there are different types of chazoka. The one chazoka we're discussing is chazoka du gufa, the status of her body. Her bo- how was she born? And at some point something changed. So when you assume, so you give strength. You give credibility to her claim because she has the chazaka of her, chazaka de gufa, that she was born normally. So that gives strength to her claim because most likely she didn't have a mum and at some point she got the mum. So she comes along and says, I only got the mum after we were married. That's supported by the chazaka of her guf. That's what I mean by the, her, that's, sorry, that's what I meant by her chazaka, chazaka's guf. So, so the first part seems to ignore that and says the father has to bring the proof. We ignore that she has a cheska sakuf and we say, no, the father wants to collect the money. I what we call cheska's mammon, the chazok of money. The husband has the money. You want him to pay the ksuba? You have to prove it. You ignore her chazok. We don't give credibility to her claim because she's got a chazok. That's like Rabbi Yeshua. On the other hand, the price, the safer of the Mishnah comes along and says, you go to the father. Sorry the, the, sorry, the husband has to bring the proof. Ah, the husband has to bring the proof. You telling me that the husband doesn't want to pay the ksuba 
he has to bring proof that this all happened before, that she got her mum before they did Kiddushin. You, in other words, you're saying you would give credibility to her claim that it happened after they were married. What gives her the credibility? The Chazaka de Guv. So which one is it? Are you going like Rabbi Yoshua that you don't give credibility to Chazaka Guv when it's fighting with the Chazaka's Mammon? I, he wants to extract with them. Take money from someone, you ignore her Chazakov, or, or you don't give it the strength to extract money. What are you going like Rabban Gamriel that we do follow Chazakov and we allow them to extract the money unless the husband can prove otherwise? So the yeah, first one. How does the husband prove Oh, good one. So he gets, uh, gets Adim that saw the mum on her before they got married, or he brings Adim that saw her being, I don't know, mauled by the dog. That would leave the injury before. You know, some, some, he'd have to bring some sort of proof like that. He'd have to bring witnesses. Or if you say it's on the father, I mean, also you can have to come on the same story that the father brings proof that she got attacked by the dog and got these vicious scars after Kiddushin. You know, something like that. Um, so Rebbe Lezer says, you're right. It's Tavra. The Mishnah, it's, some, some explain it has broken. The Mishnah is broken. So first half is in line with Rabbi Shua, and the second half is in line with Rabbi... Um, first half is in line with Rabbi Shua, and the second half is in line with Rabbi... Uh, with Rabbi Gamliel. That's Rabbi Lazar. Rava came along, and Rava gave a news for him. This is the answer we're in with that time, so I'm just going to read Rava again. Rava's about halfway down... Um, Ayin Hay Amud Bay 75B. So Rava Omar Reshab Khanim Sivak Khan Hoyu. Rava says, here is where the Mumin were found, and this is where we assume they always existed. And Sefer Nami. And in the Sefer we also say, Khanim Sivak Khan Hoyu. Here's where the Mumin were found, and this is where we assume they've been. Aye? The Reisha is, again, the Reisha is where she's only done Kiddushin. And she's still living with her father. Aye, so we assume that. This is where you found the mumin when she was an Arusa. And they've been there the whole time. They've been there as long as she lived in her father's house. Aye, she grew up with them. The main point is from before Arusa. And the Sefer, we're saying that the husband found them. So we're saying, Kanimsu Vakanhoyu. Are you? The husband finds him in his house. We assume that's where they've been, in the husband's house. And therefore, that husband has to bring proof. So, Rob is playing with another, it seems to be a sort of chazaka. That, um, yeah, in the ratios, the father's chazaka is weakened, as we can say, it always happened there. And in the safer, the husband's chazaka is weakened. Why? Because he should have probably noticed the mum before. Okay, now uh, Abaya challenges this. I'll just, uh, you know, I'm going to read quickly to the end of the page. Abaya challenges. The Mishnah says if the husband enters into the Rishus, Sorry, once she's entered into the husband's rishus, the husband has to bring proof <coughs> that the mum came before Erusim. 
And therefore, he, it was a mistaken purchase. Either wedding, the kiddushin was invalid because she had this mum already. Says Now, now we focus on the emphasis here. Says She has. He has to. The husband again. They find the mumin when they already done nisuin. They already properly married. He said that the husband has to bring proof that the mum came before erusin. Why not just bring proof that the mum came? During a rosin, and then we'll say, Ah, oh, they were in the father, they were found in the father's house. We say that's where they always were. So he says, No, if he just proves that it's that she had the mum during a rosin, then we then there's a chazaka that undermines what he says because. It's a chazaka. Again, another different, a different chazaka that a person doesn't drink from the cup unless he checks it. I, why, did, why did you do nisuyin? Must be you saw the woman were okay with it. Again, we're not saying with certainty, but it definitely weakens his claim that he shouldn't have to pay the tuba. So what the Gemara says, oh, well then... Uh, so you can assume that he thought and he was okay with it. Oh, yes, he actually his nami. Well, then you have the exact same point. If he proves, if the husband proves that the mum came before a rusin, as a little girl she got that mum, you still have the same question, is that shouldn't we say he most likely saw it and he was okay with it? So how does it help? So he says, so that can't be pshat. He says, We have a chazaka that a person is not appeased by mumi. So it doesn't weaken his claim. And that's why if he saw, if he can prove the mum came from before Irusin, it's an invalid marriage because he would never have been okay with it. Oh, well then, how can I be chazaka and not amafaz Well then, so too, if he proves, again, if the husband proves that the mum came during a rusin, or at least that she had the mum during a rusin, why we wanted to say, we should say, oh, if he proved it was in the father's house, it should have viewed as if it was always in the father's house, and the wedding should be undone. And we said, no, because there's a chazaka that he was okay with the mum. You've just told me there's a chazaka that people are never okay with mumming. So how does that help? So Elo, and this is where we have to say, Elo, Mishen is also. The problem from when they did a Rusin, the reason it is not enough for the husband to prove, again, let me just say the case again. You have this husband and wife, they got married, and then there's a moon. So the the wife slash her father, we're going to see this relevant, are claiming that, and he wants to divorce. He says, sorry, you're repulsive to me, let's get divorced. So they say, okay, but you've got to pay the tuba. He says, no. And again, this is what the mission said. He's, he says, no, I don't want to pay the tuba. It was a mistaken marriage. Now, what's he got to do? He's got to prove that it happened, that the mum was there before a rusin. And that's what we're a little bit stuck with. Um, so he says, so why is it not, why, if he proves, again, if he proves that it was during a rusin that she had a mum, that's not good enough. Now, what's, why should it be good enough? Because we're in Rava who holds Kanin Sakonhoyu. Wherever he proves the mum was, that's where we assume it's been there all along. So if he proves, again, so if he proves that the mum came during, that she, uh, not when it came, that she had the mum during a Rusin, 
in Wa'ai while she was in her father's house. We assume that the mum was there all along. So why, um, so again, so why is it not sufficient for the husband to prove that the mum came during a rusin and the husband has to prove that the mum was there before a rusin? That's what we're struggling with. He says, no. Mishum, Mishum, he says, so why is it not good enough to prove that the mum came during a rusin? Mishum, the ikatarti. Because there's two aspects. Firstly, chazoka hemid guf al chazok al chazkosa. The first is a chazoka of her body. That it has its same status. I, we assume she was born without this vicious scar. And at some point it had changed. Chazoka de Kufa tells us that, I mean, almost we trust her to tell us when it changed, but it changed as late as possible. That gives strength to her claim. And secondly, Chazoka Einoram Shosa, because Elam came Bodko. The second claim, the second Chazoka is that a person is not going to marry her unless he knew about it. So, we now have the following line of thinking that the Chazoka de Kufa tells us that the mum only came after Erosin. Again, that's all the husband's been able to prove is that we saw the mum when she was Oros. But so the mum most so from that aspect, Chazaka the Gufa tells us that it came after. Now, oh, isn't that Chazaka's undermined? Why is that Chazaka undermined? Because of robbers, I think we'll call it a Chazaka, robbers Chazaka, Kanim to Kanhoyu. Wherever you find it, you assume it's been there all along. So while she's done a Rusin and she's still living in her father's home, we assume it's been as long as she's living in her father's home. So her Chazaka to Gufa. I that she only got this injury, let's say at the last possible moment, is undermined by Kaninsu Konhoyu. So it's not strong enough. But it's bolstered by the Chazoka in Odom Shoisevakois. Elohim came, Bodka, a person's not going to marry unless he's checked her. I, he would have got his relatives or something to spy out at the bathhouse and see whether she has any mumin or not. So therefore, again, her Chazoka is weakened by the, we should say, Kaninsu Konhoyu. But it's strengthened by this that it's unlikely that he married her, knowing she ha- uh, it's, he, he most likely knew about the woman and still went ahead with the marriage. So now the chazoka in its each chazoka in itself is not strong enough. Okay, the chazoka that her body was fine up until the last possible moment is weakened by the we assume that if she was in her father's house when they spotted, has been there all along. So that's weakens that one. And the chazaka that a person's not going to marry a woman unless he's confident she doesn't have blemishes. I, we can assume that if he did marry the woman, he knew about it and he was okay with it. So that's another reason. That's also undermined by the fact that it's unlikely that he was happy with mumin. And therefore, together... So, so each chazake in itself is undermined. But together, we prepare to say it's strong enough that the husband has to prove that the mum came before a rusin. It's not good enough to prove that the mum was there during a rusin. You mean is, uh, uh, is a mum only a physical thing? Uh, say she encountered after uh, he married her that she had like MS some uh, some emotional issue. You know, uh, was it like, uh, um, you know, images that uh, multiple sclerosis, multiple sclerosis, and then he found out that she had it. And uh, can he? Uh, is, does that fall under the same category as a mum that he can undo the marriage because of that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
Very strange. Mm. The battery This is, uh, I'm, I'm, I started off this year with a disclaimer. I'm, I struggled, so don't expect much clarity from me. <laughs> so the moon is only a physical. Uh, it's definitely a physical. If it's like these other things, emotional or, or uh, mental well, or something stable, like that, I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure how those would feature. I do say that. He can divorce her, but would he have to pay the ksubo or not? Or can he claim, I didn't realize I was marrying such a vicious, angry woman, I want a marriage annulled. I'm not a divorce, I want it annulled. That's the issue at hand. So I'm not sure. Okay. My um, own Yes, and now the Gomorrah explains like I've done. It says, says um, We have a chazaka that a person is not going to drink. Now it says, So this man must have seen it, and he was okay with it. Now my Omar, what would you counter? That a person is not going to ever accept mumin. I, you can almost be certain that he never saw it, because if he saw it, he would very unlikely to have gone through with it. He says, well, have a chada b'mokum tarti. It's one chazoka against two. It's one chazoka that he would not accept the mum against the chazoka that he most likely checked her before marrying her, or got her checked before marrying her. And secondly, that cheskas de gufo. So, two verse one, and that's why it wins. And we're not going to give credibility to the one chazoka in the place of the two chazoka. Now, just there are one obvious question here is what about the cheskas mamon? She and her father are the ones extracting the money. He has a chazaka that he's holding on to the mamon. So why are we going to ignore? We've said it's two chazakas verse one, but we're ignoring the, it's really two verse two, isn't it? So, so the one answer is that no, we're in Rabon Gamliel's opinion, and that's how Rava Rashi explained that Rava holds, like Rabon Gamliel, that we ignore Cheska's mamon in light of Cheska's guf. So it's a, it's an irrelevant factor. Okay. Um, now the Gemara continues. Achelotis Ares, if he proves you had a mum before they did a rusin, hemidakuf al cheskaso. You can say you place the guf on its chazaka. Lo ika lemeimar. Sorry, hemidakuf al cheskaso. Lo ika lemeimar. You can't say place the guf on the chazaka. He's proven that she had the moon before Eirusin. So you can't come along and say, no, maybe she had the goof after Eirusin. says, my Ika, so what is there? Chazoka da'in Adam Shosa because Elohim came bodka, the high rov in his paisu. So on the one hand, so again, so now we, so now what's the question? We know that she had this moon before Kiddushin, before Eirusin. And now our question is just Again, on the one hand, Micah, what is there? There's the chazoka dainorum chosa because Elohim came bodko. A person would not drink from a cup unless he checked it. He's going to make sure she doesn't have mum. So, by the fact, Baharov and his fire, so he must have seen her mum and he's okay with it. Well, Adoram, on the contrary, chazoka, we have a chazoka teaching. Otherwise, ain't Adam a fire, but mumin behemid momen al keskoso, that a person is not appeased by mumin and you leave the money where it is. I, we have two contradictory chazokas here. We have the one chazoka telling us that he most likely knew she had a woman, but he went ahead and got married to her, so he's okay with it. On the other hand, we have a chazoka that a person would not be okay with the mum. If he knew that she had a mum, he would not have married her. He, 
So he obviously didn't know about the woman. So we have two chazakas at loggerheads with each other. Sofek, we don't know what to do. So um, you leave the money where it is. Who's holding on to the money? The father. Him and Mamalang Cheskasa. Okay, that's, that's, the, that's Robert's way of looking at it. Now we're going to give it a different way. Again, we start off with the question that we have a contradiction in the Mishnah, that the first clause of the Mishnah seems to say you just follow Cheskas Mamun, you ignore her Chazoka. You ask the father. The father has to bring the proof because he wants to extract the money. Whereas the second clause in the Mishnah seems to follow Rabban Gamil, that actually you ignore Cheskas Mamun and you follow Cheskas Haguf. So which one is it? We saw Reb Lezer holds, yeah, he says the mission is broken, it's a kasha, it's the first part's Reb Yeshua and the second part's Rabban Gamliel. We just learned Rava, who says, no, it's all Rabban Gamliel, and he shows how it fits in with the Chazakas. And now we're going to see a third opinion, Ravashi, Omar Ravashi says, Reisha monela abba The Reisha is where, I mean, it says it from her perspective, my father, you owe my father a mana, but what it's saying, in other words, is that the father is making the claim. The sefer mono and the sefer is where she says, "You owe me money." What difference does it make whether it's the father or her? So again, during a rusin, we're assuming we're dealing with a nara, and during a rusin, who gets the money if the husband has to pay out the tzuba? The father. So who's claiming the money? Again, she, they've done a rusin. The husband says, oh, look, she's got a mum. I want to divorce her. I don't want to talk to her. I don't I want nothing to do with her. And they say, okay, the father comes along and says, you owe me money. Well, the father can't rely on her. Whereas after Nisuyin, who would get the tzuba? The girl. Okay, once a woman's got done Nisuyin, even if she's a nara, she gets the ksub if they get divorced. So it's her claim she has chazaka to kufa. That's how Rav Ashi answers the question. Um, yeah. Now what's the now? So it comes out, I mean, Rav Ashi and Rav both. So, so you have Rav Ashi's clear. It's, when it's the father who's claiming the ksuba, he doesn't have a chazaka to kufa. For for some reason I'm not uh, I did see why can't why can't the father rely on Chazaka Haguf I've forgotten but for whatever reason the father can't rely on her Chazaka Haguf so he has no claim to say that she only got the Chazok her injury her mum after everything he can't say that but once they've done Nisuyin and it's her claiming the thing then she does have a Chazaka Haguf. That it happened at the last moment possible. She had a good body. She was born fine. She wasn't born with a scar. And now, when did she get a scar? At the last possible moment that you can prove. So therefore, it's it's him or her claiming. What's the nafket? So there are different ways to learn the difference between Rav and Ravash, but they both learn it's all Rabban Gamliel, and they both learn if it's from Meirusin, then. The father has to prove the claim, and if it's from Nisuyin, the husband has to prove the claim. Right? The father has to prove that he must pay, and if it's after Nisuyin, then. So, what's a difference between them, very interestingly, could be um, is if she, the mum is found when she's an Arusa, and they've done a Rusin, then they find the mum. Now, in the case of the Mishnah that we were discussing, she's a Nara, so the father's claiming the money. There, Ravashi would hold both, both um, 
Ravashi and Rav would hold, the father has to prove his case. However, what happens if she's a Bulgarian? If she's a proper adult, then it's not the father claiming the Ksuba, it's her claiming the Ksuba. So according to Rava, still, you discover the blemish while she's in Arusa, this human's been there all along. Whereas according to Ravashi, no, if she's claiming the money, she can use her Chezkas HaKuf. She, yeah, she knows her body, maybe that's as far as she knows her body, but she has Chezkas HaKuf. Yeah, that, that could be why we follow Cheskas Agufa and she's making the claim and not the father. She can say, I know when I got the injury. The father is not, as able, not necessarily able to say that with the same conviction. But that's also the difficult. I mean, they were walking along together and she got attacked by a dog. So it wouldn't always work then. But okay, something to the mind. So AC Vay Rabacha Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we don't know. AC Vay Rabacha Braid Ravia Ravashi, Rabacha Braid Ravia Challenge Ravashi. Moida Rebi Maya, the Mum in Haruin Lobo, Imopi Base, Avia Shala, Abla, Hibiraya. If it's a Mum that is likely to have stemmed from her father's house, then he has to bring, then the father has to bring the proof. If it's the sort of Mum that's unlikely to have just developed in the last few months, Something that most likely happened many months uh, then. But again, why? It's her claiming the money. Again, Rabbi Meir is saying, even after Nisuyin, if it's something that most likely developed many, many years ago, she has to, but why? She's claiming the money. She has Chazok HaKazakuf. She says, No, but you say Rosa. But Yaseris, that's where she has an extra finger or something. Yaseris, my Raya, my see. Oh, so what proof can she bring? Says Rod, um, again, you're telling me this girl has six fingers. What proof can she bring that can make her say that the husband still has to pay the tuba? She was born that way. So it definitely happened before I rested. There's nothing to discuss. So what's every man saying? He says, nah. When just riot the rob and his paisu, she can bring a proof that he saw it and was okay with it. And now he decided, wait, actually, I'm not okay. I want to divorce her. And I don't want to pay her silver. So he says, look, she's got a mum. Again, you can ask the question, how does, he, how does she prove that he knew the, that she had a six-finger? She brings two of his friends who remember him discussing it with them. He says, yeah, I've met this wonderful girl. Really like her, she seems amazing, he's pretty, except that she has six fingers. So he knew about it, so if she could bring those to aid him to show that he knew about it, you know, something like that. Says Omar of Yehud, Omar, okay, next point. Now, this, this next piece is, the, we're going to bring a teaching of Rabbi Yehud in the name of Shmuel, and we're going to bring our mission as a support, but it's not so clear where the support is coming from. So, just the, the point at hand is what's called the Chalipin. Uh, if we barter an item, I, I want to exchange an item with your item. So I want to exchange this and take care your Gomorrah for my bicycle. So all I have to do is do a Kenyan on your Gomorrah here, and my bicycle, which wherever it is, automatically transfers to your ownership. So that's the Chalipin. I do a Kenyan here, or one person does a Kenyan here, and the other item automatically transfers to the second party. So, if someone's exchanging a cow for a donkey, so the Balachamor does Meshicha, he does a Kenyan on the cow. Now, what happens at that point, moment he does a Kenyan on the cow, the donkey automatically transfers to the other guy. 
wherever it is. It says, now, What happens if the Barachamor does not do Meshicha, and then they fight, and then the donkey does? Al-Barachamor, Sorry, let me just rephrase The Palapora did not finish to do Meshicha, and the donkey died. Um, now, this is what he's claiming. The Barachamor claims that it died after the Meshicha, and the Barapora claims that it died before the Meshicha. Again, because there's now a dead donkey, which the guy feels a bit resentful. So what's he saying? He's saying it must have died, and then you did Meshicha. But that's not a valid transaction, because I, what were we trading? A live cow for a live donkey. So if the donkey died before the exchange, before the Meshicha, then the cow has to be given back to its owner. If the donkey died after the Meshicha, even if it's one minute after the Meshicha, then, then, then he gets to keep the cow, because he traded the cow, he got the cow, and now the guy got the donkey, and then the donkey died. So again, that's why we discuss Chalipin, is because me and you are sitting in this room here, doing the exchange on the cow, when the donkey's out in the fields, in another city even, wherever it is. The Balachamor has to bring a proof that his donkey was alive at the time of the Meshicha. Why? If he, and if he, sorry, and if he can't bring proof, then he's going to have to return the cow. Again, the Balachamor is the one who owned the donkey and did Meshicha on the cow, so he's going to have to return the cow. Um, now, there are a few different ways of understanding why. Why is it his responsibility to prove that the donkey died? Again, he's the one who's now holding on to the cow. And the other guy comes along and says, you must give me the cow back because your donkey died before you did a Kenyan, before you did Meshicha. So the one answer is that, no, you go after Cheskas Marikama. Even though he's holding on to the cow, you go after who's its original owner with certainty. We have no certainty that he ever owned the cow. Because we don't know when the donkey died that he did. And so, so, you have, so, so that's Chizkas Marikama, you always go after the first owner. Um, Tosva says, says no, you go after the Chazok of the goof of the donkey, find the donkey dead, he assumes it's been dead for a while. Again, that's difficult in light of what we've been saying. Why don't you say, you assume the donkey was alive until the last possible moment? Similar to what we said by the girl, why don't we assume that her, she didn't have a mum until the last possible moment? So, again, which chazok are you going to go by? It's, it's very tricky and very difficult. But let's just go with either way, that it's the Barachamur to prove his claim. So there's Batana Tunakala, and our Mishnah teaches this halacha when it taught the case of the bride. Our Mishnah, which discusses this bride that has a mum, was it is a support for that. And now the Gemara is going to try and see. It says, Hi Kala, which Kala? Elaine, the Kala Bebeis of Yah, when he says the Kala Bebeis of Yah, after only having done a Rusin. Now the Gemara assumes, this is all Harashidon, the Gemara assumes that we're following Rabbi Eliezer, that the ratio is. Rabbi Yoshua and the Sefer is Rabbi Gamil. So when we say Kalibavesovia, what are we saying? We're, we're saying that a lot. We're going like Rabbi Yoshua. So what does um, Rabbi Yoshua hold? The father always has to prove. The father wants to take the ksuba, he has to prove it. And this is even if she's already moved into Beis Bala, 
yeah. So what are we so what are we suggesting here? That by the ratio we see that the father always has to prove it, even if the daughter's out of his rishus, even though the husband's already done his way. And so to hear Shmuel saying that the owner of the donkey has to prove it, even though it's out of his rishus, I because he's already taken hold of the cow. He says the Khalif is already taken on. Says me, dummy, you can't compare the cases. Hosom, Maisi, Abrai, Mafik. There the father brings a proof and wants to extract. Hacha, Maisi, Balachamor, Ayo, Moikim. Here all the Balachamor is going to do is bring a proof and keep it. Now you can't say because over there we, the father had to prove it because he wanted to extract it. So to we parallel that and say he'd have to prove it to keep it. Maybe to keep it, you don't need to necessarily prove it. It should be on that one. So Kham says, So Omar Rabbi Abba, Kala Beveiz Chamiya. So Rabbi Abba says, No, it must be comparable to the case of the Kala in the house of her father's, of, of her husband. As she's moved to her husband. Now we said that the husband has to bring a proof to keep the money. That's what we said. If it's moved into the father, if she's moved in with the husband, they've done this suyin. The husband has to bring proof. What's he bringing proof? That she had the moon. And that he doesn't have to pay the ksuba, and she doesn't have to pay the ksuba. So he's bringing the proof to keep the money of the ksuba. Oh, that's the same as our donkey case. He brings the proof to keep the cow. So again, the Gemara says, That's also not similar. It says, Here the husband brings the proof, and he undoes the chazaka of the av. Here, the Balachamo brings the proof and he is, keeps the Chazaka in his hand. Um, so, again, by the color, she has Chazaka, the Gufa, and the husband brings the proof to change that. But by the Balachamo, the Chazaka, again, this is what I wanted to say earlier, the Chazaka is that the donkey was alive. Yes, we, the donkey was alive and that changed, so you have to bring proof when it changed. So again, not comparable. So Amr Abnaf and Yitzhak Kalabavaisobiyavelikidushin. No, we're not discussing the money of the Ksuba, we're discussing the money of the Kidushin. What happened here? The husband gave the money to the father, and he gave a fancy ring to the father for Kidushin. And now he's saying, Oh, your daughter had a mum, I want to divorce her. I want the ring back. So we're not, again, we're not discussing the ksuba money anymore, which is the father and the daughter trying to get the money from the husband. Here, this is the Kesef Kiddushin. It's them trying to get the money. It's him trying to get the money from the father and the daughter, the ring. It says, You don't have to say we're discussing a case of, according, well, let me say it out There's a Makhlon case. When someone gives Kesef Kiddushin, is he giving it almost on condition that they do Nisuyin? Or is it given for the Kiddushin itself? Uh, if they don't go through with the Nisuyin, does he get the money back? That's a Makhlok case. So he says, Veloy Taima, don't say, Ali Bidamanda Omar, Kiddushin Abletibu Nidnu. Don't say that it's specifically according to the one who says that Kiddushin is not, the case of Kiddushin is not Letibu, not to stay. Uh, it's almost only on condition that they go through with the Nisuyin. And I feel the Manda Omar, Kiddushin Letibu Nidnu. Even according to the opinion that Kiddushin is given Letibu, Hanimili, 
Kiddushay Badai, that's where it's a valid Kiddushin. I will, everything in the, there's no, there's no reason that the Kiddushin should not stand. Avala Kiddushay Tos, Imaisiraya, in Ilolo, but by where it's a mistaken Kiddushin, a Kiddushin on a mistaken premise, well, if the father brings a proof, then he can keep it. And if not, then he would have to return it. I, again, when, okay, let's say they did Kiddushin, and then they decide, whatever happens, they decide to get divorced. In that case, there you might, there you have a discussion. Should she does the do they have to return the case of kiddushin or not? But here they want to. What's the husband claiming? The kiddushin never got off the ground. She had a mum. The kiddushin never got off the ground. So you can't say, come along and say, well, when he gave the ring, it was no. When he gave the ring, it was to perform kiddushin. But this whole kiddushin has been taught apart. So obviously, he would have to give the ring back, and that's why the proof is on the father. But again, with the ring, it's too. The, the, the husband, who's sorry, the father's bringing a proof to keep the ring, which is very similar to the donkey owner who's bringing a proof to keep the cow. That's what we want to say the comparison is. So it's amazing that they challenge that. Mochat, now this is going into Trafus. Remember, there's certain injuries in an animal that make it on kosher. Obviously, if the injury was, if the we're going to discuss if a needle goes through the base acostas, that's one of the animal's stomachs, it has to go all the way through the stomach to be trafe. Now, obviously, if the animal died and then the needle pierced a hole in the, in the base acostas, it makes no difference. The only concern is if while the animal is alive, that someone had swallowed this needle and it had pierced the base acostas while it was alive, then the animal, and then the animal shechted. It's a trafer. So then mine says, If you find a ring piercing the whip of the beisakoisos, that's the, if you're into your animal biology, of uh, it's the reticulum. Why well, it's called beisakoisos is if you look at a picture of it, the lining of that stomach looks like lots of little cuts, if I remember correctly. Like the tissue is in cut shape. Um, that's why it's called basakosis, so that's the reticulum. If it's only piercing one side, I, then it's kosher. If it's pierced all the way through, then it's a trafer. If you find blood on the needle, then you know that the injury that it pierced through the, the, the stomach when the animal was alive, and it's a trafer. If you don't find blood on it, you know that it was after shkita. Now, part of the discussion here is the butcher says, you sold me a trafer. I want my money back. And the farmer says, no, I sold you a good animal that got the trafer later on. It became a trafer later on. She says, so one of the ways of doing it says, Huglad, if there's a scab, Huglad, if there's a scab over the wound, it must have happened at least three days before Shkita. And then you can determine whether the farmer sold the animal with the trafer or not. If he bought the, if he bought the animal on Sunday and he shifted it on Sunday and then they open it and they find the scab well you know that it got the scab three days before and therefore the farmer has to reimburse him if there's no scab then you can't prove either way and if he wants to extract whoever has the money keeps it so whether it's the farmer who's been paid he gets to keep it, or if the butcher has not yet paid the farmer, he gets to keep it. 
If the butcher has already paid, he would have to bring a proof and extract it. According to what we've just said, the owner of the animal should bring a proof to keep it. Again, we're saying the husband, the father wants to keep the Kesef Yiddushin, he has to bring the proof to keep it. Same as Shmuel said by the owner of the donkey, he, he has to bring a proof and he can keep the cow. So you should say too, the farmer should have to bring the proof to keep the money. So the Gemara says, It's where the butcher did not yet. So it must be a case where the butcher did not yet give the money. Oh, so it's my posca. How do you get that? Where do you see that? You want to tell me that we have to learn this as a case where the butcher um, has not yet paid. Where do you see that? If that's what the Tana meant, then why didn't he say it explicitly? He should have said, of the owner of the animal to bring the proof. Why would you assume that the butcher's buying on credit? So, again, you're, you're making this assumption that it must be a case of where the butcher has not yet paid, but you have to come onto all these assumptions to say that's the case. It says, Omar, when Rami Bar Yechezkel says, Don't listen to these rules, to these principles that Yehuda, my brother, said, in the name of Shmuel. I remember this whole, teacher, this whole teaching started off with the teaching of Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel. And then we said, and it is the same teaching as Kala as our Mishnah. Again, the Chalipin case is the, of the donkey and the cow is the same as the bride case. Comes along Rav Yehuda Omar Shmuel. Sorry, comes along Rami Bar Yechezkel and he says, don't listen to my brother Yehuda. He, he, got, he, he didn't understand Shmuel. He got it all wrong. He says, and now he's going to explain. He says, Hachi Omar Shmuel, the following is what Shmuel said. Kol olav haraya. Whoever's Rishus, the Sofek, happens in, he has to bring the proof. I, the owner of the cow has to bring a proof that the donkey died before Meshicha as it's in his Rishus because it was discovered. When did they discover that the donkey had died? Only after the person had already done Meshicha. Okay, we're not sure whether it died before or after Meshicha, but it was only discovered after. So he's saying, so actually he's switching around. He's saying, who has to bring the proof? The owner of the cow has to bring proof that the donkey died before his friend, the, the owner, yeah, the, the original owner of the cow has to bring proof that the donkey died before the original owner of the donkey did Meshicha. And Vatana Tuna Kala, and this is the same as our Mishnah of Kala. Why? And this would now be like Rava, as we said, Kan Ninsu Kan Hoyu. Where it is, you assume it's always been. How it is, you assume it's always been. You find a womb on the girl. Sophia, you assume that it's always been Sophia I since she was a young girl. You find the donkey in the Rishus, dead in the Rishus of the Bala Para, you assume it died, it was dead only in the Rishus of the Bala Para. So the Gomorrah asks, um, let's just finish to the end and then we'll ask, what about this Brysa, again with the needle, which seemed to say, what did, what, what did the needle say? Um, if there's, if again you know that this animal was a trafer and you want now again the butcher claims you sold that the farmer sold him a trafer and the farmer claims he sold him a good animal which became a trafer later. So we said, what did we say? 
Whoever's holding on to the money, the other one has to bring the proof. So again, now we're going to ask that on our question. It says, He says, Why, if the butcher has not yet paid, you're telling me that the owner of the animal, the farmer, has to bring a proof to extract the money. But why? Where did the sofek arise? In the house of the butcher. He shattered the animal and then found that it's a trafer. So now we're not certain when did it become a trafer. Was it before the sale or after the sale? But according to what we just said, the butcher should be the one to prove it. Whereas the bricer taught that whoever's trying to take the money has to prove it. So he says, no, that's where the butcher already paid. He says, no, my passport. Okay. Where do you see what makes you want to learn this as a case of where the butcher already paid? He says, no, because that's the norm. The norm is that as long as the person hasn't paid, he's not going to get the animal. Since the standard, um, I guess, different businesses work in different ways. Um, but the standard with farmers was then is that the farm would only normally would only hand over the animal, would normally only hand over the animal after he received the cash. What's that called? Cash and delivery. And it's checked. You don't drink the wine. What's it? You don't drink from the wine before you check it. Why are you bringing in wine? That's not confusing. So, so you can bring that later. No. So, so stomach demil. So he's so not going to. Like, no, 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 no. no. We don't know when this animal's, this needle pierced the stomach. Well, that's the, so, most, so again, so what did the bryser say? You want to take the money, you have to prove it. We said that doesn't seem to fit with our principle that you say the one who the sophic arose in has to prove it. We said, no, really, they do line up. Because it's, all, it's the butcher who's going to need to extract the money. Because he's paid the money. So how do you know he's paid the money? Because people always pay the money before they collect their livestock. Don't know if in the sock business, how does it work? Do you, uh, they take it on credit? Don't they? So you give them the socks and you get the money later. So that principle wouldn't apply here. It wouldn't apply. But again, it seems that that's what I was emphasizing. They're, they're trading there with the farmers. The farmers wouldn't release the animal, wouldn't release the, stock, the livestock until they receive the money. So who's holding on to the money? The the, the farmer. So whether you phrase it as you want to take the money, you have to bring the proof. Or whether you phrase it as the sophic was found in your jurisdiction, you have to bring the proof to your advantage. It boils down to the same thing. And that's... Um, I didn't uh, realize, yeah, then the last line, this is all, oh, this is what you were asking earlier, Benji, um, epilepsy is like a secret move, this is where um, it happens once in a while, but if it doesn't happen once in a while, I, I imagine that means it happens more frequently, then it is not like a mum it's not like a mum that uh, uh, that's revealed how it would be considered a secret so this so again if she knows she has I don't know epilepsy 
she suffers epilepsy after she eats a certain food or every Sunday, then she'll be careful never to be with her husband on those, or her fiancé on those days. Yes. And it's a mumshaba say so. But if it's, there's no set time, could happen any time, then it's a mumshaba golub. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today.